Welcome to the Radon Connection, brought to you by the American Association of Radon Scientists and Technologists, with the goal to keep you connected to the largest community of leaders, professionals, and advocates in the radon industry. We want to thank you for listening to this series today in celebration of ARST Member Appreciation Month. In today's episode, we will discuss the ARST International Symposium and Trade Show, and I'd like to welcome our fantastic panel today. Joining us, we have Crystal Lytle. She's the one of the symposium co-chairs. She's the vice president of ARST and radon sales manager at Fantech. We have Jill Newton. She's also one of the co-chairs, an ARST board member and radiological engineer for Spruce Environmental Technologies. And we have the symposium manager, Nicole Chazot. She is the symposium manager, like I said, and communications director for ARST. So welcome, and how's everybody doing today? Thanks, Amy. Sure. Crystal, would you like to give us a brief overview of the symposium? And then from sure. there, we can get into you know, more of the details about what you've got going on this year. Okay. So this year's Radon Symposium and Trade Shows in Denver, Colorado, uh, my home state, uh, September 9th through the 11th. Uh, we'll be hosting it in the heart of downtown at the Grand Hyatt. ARST uh, is hoping to welcome 400 attendees from around the world. The majority of the attendees are from the U.S. and are technicians, both measurement and mitigation professionals, as well as we have educators and vendors that attend. Uh, the symposium also features the only radon trade show in the U.S. with over 40 booths showing the most recent technology for radon and it can all be found in one place in Denver. Oh, that's exciting. How long have you been preparing for this year's um, symposium? Well, it, it depends on who you ask. If it's Nicole, <laughs> uh, she does it year round. Okay. Uh, we basically took a week off from planning the last one and started planning this one. So okay. basically since October of last year. Yep. Yep. Since yeah, October. Yeah, and Crystal and Jill, I think the committee was in full swing in December this year. Correct, yep. correct. So, you know, we, we took a, Nicole and I took a trip downtown and were able to see the venue. Um, that was early November, so mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a, lot of, a lot of work that goes into it for sure. How large is your committee? How many people does it take to pull this off? Well, I... I believe we have about 10 people that okay. are helping the committee in all different aspects. We mm -hmm. kind of break it into little subcommittees. So um, it's a great group of people, That's all great. volunteers. It's fantastic. Yeah. Nicole, I think some of the listeners might be curious about the history of the symposium with ARST. Um, maybe how long it's been running, um, any other, you know, backstory about how it got started. Well, the symposium, Amy, um, has been, uh, this is our 33rd annual symposium. Uh, pretty much the, at the beginning of the creation of ARST and the culmination that started uh, the American Association of Radon Scientists and Technologists was the International Radon Symposium. And uh, it brought in mostly um, conversation and presentations on scientific 
um, research that was just coming to the forefront 33 years ago about radon and the and the health effects of radon. Um, and over the years, uh, it has kind of shifted into um, a technical training and educational training, as well as most uh, the most current research. Uh, done and studies done for um, for radon in emerging countries in exist you know in in our country with new technologies. Uh, so it, it the symposium has really played a big part in in keeping radon in in an educational way uh, for all of the attendees and the uh, association at large. Uh, we also have most of the last 30 years run the symposium in conjunction with the CRCPD um, training, which is the uh, states. Uh, so they have their uh, conference at the same time as the R symposium. And the, the attendees for both training uh, from CRCPD and the symposium have full admittance into the both both shows, both uh, conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill, did you want to um, maybe add anything about the CE or uh, the vendors and the program that For happens sure. at the symposium? Definitely. Um, so as far as vendors go, we do actually have a sold out exhibit hall already, which is super exciting. Um, it's a really great opportunity to be able to meet with all those vendors, you know, talk about new products, any questions you might have about current products. Um, you can meet the labs you use. Um, if you use passive devices, you're also able to meet the chambers. Um, which is a pretty awesome opportunity. And it's just a great venue for networking as well. Um, As far as the program goes, um, before the symposium even starts, we actually offer some pre-symposium CE classes. And this year, those will be offered on Sunday. And we have a great selection of measurement, mitigation, QA, and business courses. So a little bit of something for everyone. So Monday will be our joint um, day with CRCPD, and um, with registration for the conference, you actually get access to both the CRCPD programs as well as the R side. Um, so you're welcome to attend either sessions. Um, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, we will have our technical um, track, which is our science and research track. The new studies that are being conducted, new techniques, anything new in the industry that's going on. And then we also have our practical track. So that's going to include um, information on measurement, mitigation, as well as current policy initiatives that are going on. Um, so some presentations you might see in that track would be uh, like houses from hack, um, QA, that sort of thing. And then we also have a great opportunity for vendors in our vendor learning lab. So they're able to do a presentation on their products, new products, anything uh, they want to share with attendees lots of opportunity to learn while you're there. There's also lots of opportunity for networking and having fun. Um, Crystal, what are some of the social events that happen during the symposium? You know, the symposium is not only, you know, about learning, it's about having fun and uh, getting to network with, you know, the best of the best. So we start the symposium um, with our welcoming reception, which is, you know, always a fun surprise. We usually throw some element of 
fun entertainment surprise out there to kick the symposium off. Uh, it brings everybody together. We have, you know, just a nice little cocktail hour where uh, we have some light appetizers and just bring everybody together to, you know, either meet for the first time or catch up with folks they haven't seen for now a year since the previous symposium. So it's, it's a really fun way to kick off the uh, symposium. We have a wonderful night out, a huge night out uh, that we're planning. Our location is at the Wincoop Brewery, which is the first craft beer brewery uh, in Colorado. Uh, the venue is amazing, so you'll be sure to have a great time there, um, you know, meeting more people. And it, it's a nice way to unwind after, you know, sitting in a classroom. Then we have uh, our Spouses Day Out, which has been a tradition that the Heartland chapter has started, and we've been doing it for years, where we, you know, a lot of uh, people bring their spouses with them. It's a great way to see different parts of the states, and, you know, this year with it in Colorado, we're planning a trip to the uh, famous Red Rocks uh, Amphitheater, so I think they're going to go up there and see the beautiful uh, creations of what we have to offer here in Colorado and do a little tour and uh, they usually enjoy a nice a nice meal out together and the spouses get to know each other which is a really great opportunity just to you know get to see see Colorado uh, while everyone else is learning so yeah crystal um, that crystal that event actually also includes a visit to the Denver Art Museum so it's it's seeing nature and seeing this city all in one giant big fun event for uh, the spouses and family. Um, so it's it's really a it's a great opportunity yes. and it's so fun and yep. you know I I'm a native of Denver so I'm very excited about this being in my backyard. Um, there's so much to see and do here in Colorado. In addition to what Crystal's just described, is there are other ample opportunities throughout the symposium days and evenings for people to network and meet up with uh, friends and colleagues or get to meet someone for the first time, talk to an expert that they had had a question that they were just curious about. Um, you could do this at breakfast. There are great, great networking opportunities even during the breaks which happen in the exhibit hall as well uh, so there's in between sessions in the hallway um, people say all the time that the best part of any symposium is what they learn in the hallways from other attendees exactly well I can tell you uh, you know in my experience I've been coming for a while I have made some of the closest friends that I'll ever have in my lifetime uh, at this symposium. And, you know, we, we've become very close just because we all have the same interests. And when you get to meet people like that, you know, it's, it's very special. And we all look forward to coming back every year just to see each other and, you know, talk about business and catch up. So it's a great opportunity. Um, Nicole, how how much have you seen the symposium grow over the years? Like uh, you're expecting, what, 400 attendees this year? Yeah. Is that yeah. growing Is that, each and every year? Yeah, it's, um, I would, I was just looking back and I, 
my, this is actually my fifth symposium managing. Uh, the first one I co-managed was in Charleston in 2014, where we had 26 booths and five sponsors. That's the trade show part of it. Last year in Myrtle Beach, we had 48 booths and 13 sponsors. Uh, the attendees have gone from about 200 to uh, just shy of 400 last year. So uh, it's, it is definitely growing. And that's just in the last five years. It's definitely growing. Um, I think the attraction, of course, is what we've been talking about is you can't, there's so much to learn. I tell, I tell members that are new in the industry all the time that if they had one thing that they could add to their business plan in the beginning as a radon professional, it would be to budget attending a symposium because it is like your immersion learning everything about radon that you could ever learn in one fell swoop. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Jill and, and Crystal, that it's just, if you could do it once, you should definitely do it. If you could do more than once, we would love it. Definitely. I mean, it's a great opportunity for mentorship as well. You know, if you, you can reach out to people, ask questions that you have, and just make those connections and network with people. Right. So when something comes up, then you have a contact to call and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Yep, that's right. One thing I heard people that had attended last year's symposium um, really rave about was the opportunity to get to speak with advocates. So um, will there be an advocacy presence this year like there was last year? We will have that. It's pretty exciting. And in fact, here in Colorado, we're working on legislation and advocacy and uh, we're hoping to have some representation and uh, it's going to be, you know, you, you get to learn how you can get involved and make a difference and you know, save lives together as we, we talk about radon and the big message that, you know, this is a health, health at risk. And it, as long as we can get together and learn and teach and advocate, then we're going to be saving lives. So it's, it's a great opportunity to get people fired up and involved, which is, you know, another huge plus to, to the symposium. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to say was uh, something uh, for Jill. Uh, she talked about the pre-symposium CE, but we do want to mention that um, that attendees get can earn up to 12 Category 1 CE and up to 8 Category 2 CE for attending the Monday through Wednesday program as part of the registration fee. So no additional fee for no that No additional fee. So they, they don't even have, they, they, can, they can come and earn, you know, almost their entire certification requirements by attending one symposium and doing the quizzes throughout the days. The program is designed by members for members, which gives you a lot of insight into what um, people want while they're at the symposium. You utilize a lot of committees. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that works? Sure. So uh, this is my third year working on the symposium committee. And, uh, you know, we, we all take on a lot. Uh, so we break it down into just a lot of different committees to kind of handle the different tasks. And 
one of the committees that we have, um, they focus on the science and research part of things. And we, we have a call for abstracts that comes out and the committee with Mike Keto and Leo Mormon and uh, Utam Saha and Phil Jenkins, yep. they are amazing. They, they sit there and go through all the abstracts and read through everything and kind of, you know, figure out where the best place for these talks should be. And, uh, you know, they work really well with our uh, track committee and uh, are able to plan out so we can, we can make sure we put the program together in the best design. And those guys do a really great job of, of the science and research part of things, bringing it all together. Additionally, um, we've received over 30 abstracts from our call this year. Uh, so that committee was hard at work for quite a number of months peer-reviewing all the abstracts and um, making editorial recommendations just to get to the point of accepting those speakers for those 20-minute time slots or poster presentations. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's an amazing process. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it's not easy. I, you know, again, I want to reiterate that we're all volunteers, uh, you know, that are working on this, bringing this together. And there's a lot of time and effort spent by each committee member. And, you know, we, we would not be able to put on such an amazing symposium if we didn't have the wonderful volunteers that we have. Um, let's talk briefly. It's an international symposium. So I know that most attendees are from America, but um, what's your international community like? Well, I know that we have, I think it's 11 different countries that come uh, from all over the place. You know, uh, we have representatives from Korea and the UK as well as Canada. And, you know, everybody wants to be a part. And we've seen abstracts submitted from folks all over the world because they want to be a part of such an amazing symposium. It's great to get to meet people from all over the place. In fact, you know, I just came back from Karst's conference uh, where the entire buzz was talking about how excited everyone was to come to the Arst Symposium this year. Um, people are still trying to figure out how to make that happen. And um, it's, it's a cool concept that, you know, we brought, bring together and everybody wants to be a part of it. You know, we're all trying to do the same thing and we have the venue opportunity to make that happen. Would you say that this um, symposium is kind of the, the um, benchmark for other countries to look towards? I would say definitely. Um, I know Karst actually uh, formed their organization after ours and um, I believe the European Association did theirs as well. So yeah. a lot of people come and ask and say, hey, can you come like to Korea and, you know, give a presentation and represent Arst or, you know, can you help us get this started in our country? Right. And Korea is has formed an association similar uh, in the same way as well. We have um, someone from Brazil coming in from the uh, atomic uh, branches of that government this year uh, because they're interested in forming an association and and uh, some sort of a trade show. So it's it is very exciting. You know, as a measurement and mitigation specialist, uh, there's always new things to learn, such as 
new products and cutting edge ways of, you know, mitigation or measurement. And uh, when you attend these symposiums, you'll get that education and then some, you'll, you'll be able to, you know, network with other mitigators and learn the tips of the trade. And, you know, sometimes when you're in your state or your local area, it's, it's hard to get the help of other mitigators or measurement specialists because, you know, essentially your competition. Uh, when you're at the symposium, all that kind of goes out the window and everybody <laughs> kind of helps each other with tips and trades, which is a very cool thing to see. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way to, to meet folks and, and learn the techniques. Yeah. The other, the other um, aspect of the symposium, of course, is um, celebrating policy successes um, you know, it's, it's in addition to kind of touching base and, uh, revealing or, uh, demonstrating our standards and new standard developments. Um, but, you know, national policy and regional policy successes throughout the year are certainly part of what, you know, we work so hard behind the scenes that it's a great forum to actually hear about those successes and celebrate them. What made you want to be on um, the symposium committee, Crystal or Jill, both of you? I was actually, for lack of a better word, suckered in um, when I got <laughs> on the board. Um, I had a conversation, <laughs> had a conversation with Phil Jenkins and Peter Hendrick and uh, Dallas, and uh, they thought that was going to be the perfect committee for me to chair when I was uh, just joining the board. And unbeknownst to, you know, me, I had no idea what it entailed and got suckered in, had the best group of people to work with, and we pulled off a fantastic show. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to be a part of such a great event. I mean, I feel very humbled and proud for what we can accomplish in a year. And uh, it's, it's great to see it all come together. So like I said, this is my third year and still going strong. So and you haven't quit yet. <laughs> Not yet. But I, I, you know, I have people like Jill and Nicole I get to work with. So yeah. it's, <laughs> it's fun. You know, it's not just all about work too. We make it fun. That's great. What about you, Jill? So this is actually my first year on the symposium committee and I actually took over for someone who um, had to step down. Um, so I jumped in kind of in the middle of things, but you know, it's been an awesome opportunity to just be able to contribute and uh, give back to the industry. And it just, the symposium is just such an important part of the industry. Um, that I just wanted to be able to contribute and um, help out and keep that uh, going. I, I think what Jill says about contributing is probably the impetus that every committee member feels a connection to being on this committee. They have ideas. They'd like to have to share their ideas. They'd like for the opportunity to have a, you know, their finger in the development and the program. And uh, as, as we said earlier, it is completely a program designed 
by members for members. Uh, and I would think that the, the majority of our committee members would be saying the same thing as you two. Yeah, so I, I just kind of want to give a shout out to the committee, if that's okay. So our committee Absolutely. consists of uh, Chad Robinson, who is our program coordinator. Uh, we have Brent Ulbert and Aaron Trapp, who are our events coordinators. Uh, we have Ashley Falco, who is our marketing person. And then we've got Natalie Olbert, who is working with Nicole for the vendors aspect of things. Uh, we have our PSAV group, uh, which is Shannon Corey and Matt Hendrick. And who am I forgetting? Oh, and our volunteer coordinators, which are uh, Jan Fisher and David Metzger. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we have support of the staff. Uh, Amy, I know that you've been involved with some of our, our meetings. Uh, Jonna McNamara, she's been fantastic and instrumental over the years. I've loved working with her. Uh, and of course, Nicole and, uh, you know, Jane Malone in Dallas uh, are also, you know, very much involved in the symposium. So, you know, it's an amazing, tremendous group of people. I just want to say if anybody is interested in um, volunteering to help out with the symposium, um, we definitely can use volunteers on site. Um, so definitely either contact Nicole, uh, Crystal, or myself, and we would love to have you be a part of the symposium. Very good point. For as much work and preparation goes into creating this, there's a lot of um, work that happens during the symposium that um, you can definitely use as much help as you can get. Well, and let's not forget our theme, explore, you know, explore what you can do, explore what we have to offer, explore Colorado. There's, there's so much that goes into our theme and uh, it's going to be a great symposium, amazing symposium. Thank you all for um, participating in this today. Um, it was great information. I'm sure everybody's very excited to attend. I want to thank our listeners today for um, tuning in and we appreciate sending any questions that you might have um, to me. Uh, you can email them to uh, membership at aarst.org. Thank you for listening to the Radon Connection, making a difference in your life by helping you grow in knowledge, skill, business, and reputation. Thank you for listening. This has been Amy Morris with ARST, and I'm your membership coordinator. If you need to reach me, send me an email at memberships at arst.org. And thanks for tuning in to the Radon Connection making a difference in your life by helping you grow in knowledge, skill, business, and reputation.